everybody, and welcome to another sermon from the Cigar Pulpit. I'm the Bishop of the Burn, Nick, and with me, as always... Merry Christmas from Gator. God. It's Santa Gator. <laughs> Lord. Anyway. Santa Gator. Da, 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 da. So today... Oh, we have a list. We do have a bit of a list. We are going to discuss the Cigar Aficionado Top 25. Now, um, there's a lot of top cigar lists that come out about this time. I know that Cigar Journal had their list. I know a lot of websites do lists. We don't do a list. No. Not really. I've got my list. I know my top five. Well, yeah. I mean, exactly. But, and, and I think, you know, and I'll say this. Maybe we should do that here coming up soon. Do you want to do that? We keep um, threatening that. We do. We have threatened that repeatedly. Here's what I think we ought to do. So the last episode of the year yes. will actually hit on Tuesday, December 31st. Oh. That episode, we are going to be smoking a Perdomo Champagne Sun Because we've saved it from the My Monthly Cigar Box. we have saved it from yes. the My Monthly Cigars Box because we wanted to have a little champagne on New Year's. I think, given that, I think that would be an appropriate episode for us to trot out our 2019 Top 5. Per, per, not merged. Not merged, well, yeah, per, per. Yeah, like yeah. your top five and then my top five. So not, essentially ten. Precisely. Unless we overlap, which yeah. we're not going to overlap. At most, top ten. Okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're probably not going to overlap. No. Uh, we might. You know, it could happen. It is possible. My, my problem is I've got my four, and I'm still iffy on my fifth. And I know there's one, there have been a couple... That we've smoked that I've said, you know, that's probably going to make it in there. But none of them have I, stuck I have with four. you enough to be able to say for sure, yes, that's I have the four one. right now and I have a possible fifth, but it doubles up with another one of the cigars. So I have two from the same company. Well, that's not necessarily the end of the world. No, but well, OK, well, anyway, today, today there is an actual official. There is an like, actual scientific list published. Li- well, we'll see. You on yeah. yeah. But um, we are going to be smoking. These people have put in the man hours. They have put in some time, so I will give them credit for that. So we are going to be smoking the Cigar of the Year, according to Cigar Aficionado. Now, I will put a caveat that we are smoking a different size. Yep. So for what it's worth, we're doing a different size. But we are going to be smoking the Aging Room Quattro Nicaragua. Now, they named the Nicaragua Maestro as the cigar of the year that the maestro is a six inch by 52 ring gauge cigar now that is also a torpedo if i'm not mistaken precisely yep. now we on the other hand are going to be smoking the espressivo which is a five by 50 so technically that would also be a robusto yeah, yeah. i mean most robustos are five by 50 so yep. yes even exactly. though it's kind of it, it has a bit of a box press to it i believe it is kind of box pressed yes yep. so this cigar, the filler, binder, and wrapper are all Nicaraguan. It is made by A.J. Fernandez. It's hard to go wrong there. Exactly. But Aging Room is actually, it's Rafael Nodell. So oh, okay. Rafael Nodell needs to be, you know, credited with this. But this, uh, this cigar, I guess, is manufactured and made by Aging Room Quattro, made by A.J. Fernandez in Nicaragua. So, yeah. So, it's kind of, you know, a partnership kind of. collaborative effort. Yeah, precisely. But, 
you know, so it's Rafael Nodell, and congratulations to Rafael Nodell and Aging Room for achieving the Cigar of the Year 2019. That's awesome. Let me get mine out of the cellophane. I also, evidently, need to as well. I'm just going to do it a little more quietly than Jeff. Or are you? That might be you making the noise. That's not me making the noise. Okay, there we go. Got it. You jerk. Anyway. <laughs> so. Ooh. Oh, that smells nice. You know what it smells like? What does it smell like? Cigar. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Never gets old. I, it does. But then again, I did rip it off last you episode. You did rip it so, off last episode. You know, whatever. It's my I, line. I guess I can't. You know, I don't want to hear it from you about stepping on lines here lately. <laughs> so stay smoky. Yeah, exactly. So. <laughs> you know, I get such a little fun in life. Oh, that's a nice clean cut. Do you do a cold draw? You want to puff on mine for a second? No, I did not do a cold draw. I it's forgot. sweet. It's almost sweet on the cold draw. Really? Mm-hmm. Because I'll tell you, hmm. on initial puffs, yeah. I'm not getting sweet at all. <clears throat> I'm just saying on the cold draw. Hmm. Still getting it on the cold draw. Yeah, initial puff-wise, yep, this, <laughs> this is spicy, man. Oh, that's good. It's spice, but it's not peppery to me. Almost like um, like nutmeg, cinnamon. I'm still getting that sweet spice taste out of it. Interesting. Yeah, I'm not... I don't know. I wouldn't say that it's... it's. Yeah, I, I don't know if I'd go with, with, with spicy in terms of, like, pepper... But it's, I'm going for a retro hail. But it is definitely giving the uh, the palate a little bit of tingles. Ooh, dude, try the retro hail. So much more pops out. Can you do this without dying? Mm, probably not. Come on, give it a shot. Take one for the team. This is for the listeners. <coughs> huh. That really brings out the flavor, doesn't it? Boy, there's almost like a chocolate component. Yes. Yes. There's almost like a weird... That's that sweet kind of chocolate and... Nutmeggy spice that I'm tasting. Kind of chocolate and, you know, nutmeggy. Isn't that weird how that changed on the retro hail? you know what? I don't... Nutmeg... Yeah, maybe nutmeg. Man. Okay, I'll give you Mm -hmm. that. I mean, it was worth the cough into the mic, I guess, but yeah. So. Yeah, because that really draws it out. Huh. Well, anyway, so we're going to start at 25 and work our way back. Back to, to the this cigar we're room. smoking. Yeah. So we're going to kind of blow through um, these because, quite frankly, there's an awful lot of them. I'm not I'm going to give you $100 if you pronounce every one of these correctly. Well, I'm going to lose because <laughs> I've already looked at the list, and there's at least two that I can tell you right off the bat. So uh, are there any uh, any Gurkhas on the list? No. Okay, good. No. It's a valid list, then. It's a valid list. They did make um, Cigar Journal's list, believe it or not. I'm wanting to say they got, like, the number seven cigar on, like, Cigar Journal's list. Really? I was a little surprised. I know we crap on them a lot. And and really, my only real experience with Gurkha is that damn royal challenge. And the challenge was getting Getting through through one of them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But, and and at some point, we're going to start getting the cease and desist letters, but... We maybe we should try that Gurkha and see if it changes our opinion. You know, that's an interesting thought, and maybe that's something we ought to consider for the new year. Is maybe we need to find a quote-unquote 
high-ranked or high-reviewed an actual An actual good Gurkha. An actual good Gurkha and give it an honest effort. You know what? I'm in. The question is, can I be fair? The question <laughs> is, can we actually find a good one? Oh, there's enough. I like that. Well, we'll find that one that made Cigar Journal's list. Fair enough. I'm in. I, I want to do it. We'll try we're, it. We're going to do it, we, and I hope we eat our words, and I hope it's a great cigar. I, you know, we'll see. Because we dog on those poor guys all the time. Yeah, you know, we do. <laughs> <laughs> we do. So coming in at number 25 is the Herrera Esteli Miami Toro Especial. So that's Ooh, uh, yeah. it's a Drew Estates cigar. Interesting. I've never had that one. I I haven't either. I, I'm wondering how many I'm actually, I was actually say, going to have had I on this list. I will say, typically with me, what ends up happening with the Cigar Aficionado Top 25, and I had to do it last year, which admittedly was the first year I actually cared. Because I um, got the monkey on your back with smoking cigars. It's, it's true. So what I end up doing is finding out what the list is, and then over the course of the following year, so over the course of 2020, I'll go back and try a lot of the ones that were yeah. on the 2019 list, just due to the fact that, you know, you can only do Why so not? much. And now That should be one of our resolutions for the new year, is that we take at least the other nine in the top ten and pepper those in through the year. Here's going to be your problem with that, bud. Uh-oh. Cigar Aficionado does not discriminate against... Cuban cigars, so they will include Cubans on the list. Well, we're going to have to go. Additionally, there are, like, small batch type things, like event cigars, you know, ones that you can only get, like, at specific events. Oh, and that's going like to be that. a problem. So, yeah, that's going to be a big problem. Yeah, so. I mean, I don't, I got no problem with storming the beach in Cuba. It didn't end well for the Americans the last time we tried that. Well, technically, we weren't there. That was the problem. <laughs> oh, that, that was that was we the Bay of Pigs. Not we, there. <laughs> we we let all them go in, but then the air cover didn't show up. Valid point. Thank you, President Kennedy. So, twenty four. We have the Alec Bradley Project Forty uh, Six Fifty Two, and I do like an Alec Bradley from time to time. I've had a few Alec Bradleys, yeah. and they're not bad. 23, we have the E.P. Carrillo Core Plus Maduro Churchill Especial number 7. Ooh. I have not had that one, but I do like E.P. Carrillo. Yep. And they they were the top cigar last year. Number 22 is the Room 101 Farce. It's a Lonsdale. I'm nowhere near familiar with Never that one. Never heard of that, yeah. Can't say as I've heard of that one. Hmm. This is where you and I show off just how little cigar knowledge we actually, we actually have. <laughs> we're, we're really just two dumbasses smoking a cigar <laughs> talking. That's what I keep telling everybody. I know. They think we're experts. But it, well, that's far from. Far so, from it. Number 21, you have the Hoya Silver Corona. Ooh. Again, I'm, I haven't smoked it, so yep. I can't say anything about it. Number 20, this is going to be the first one that I butcher. You have the La Ent- Antigüedad. Toro Gordo. Hmm. Okay. Um, number 19 is the Enclave Broadleaf Churchill. I believe that is an A.J. Fernandez. Okay. Good Good company. That is... That is hang on a second. Let me... We're going to dive deeper. That is an A.J. Fernandez. So... There you go. So that, that at least kind of gives a little there. Number 18. Number 18, I've had... Well, I haven't had this one. Number 18, you and I have recently had. What is it? It's the Aladino Toro. So that's our friends over at JRE Tobacco. Yep. And um, 
This is good. Uh, Aladino deserved to be on we the list. We had an interview there with them. We did have well. an interview with Justo. And so congratulations to Justo and Julio and all the fine folks over at JRE. Did I ever tell you I met his dad down by the schoolyard? You, 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 you did in that episode. Okay. You've used that joke already. <laughs> You're also showing your... <laughs> never gets old. You're also showing your age old. quoting that song. But hey, Me and Julio down by the schoolyard. Who sang that? Oh. oh. Um... Young. Huh? Was it Neil Young? No. Isn't it the guy who was like, uh, you can call me Al? Yeah, that's not Neil Young. Who was that? Why do I know? It was Paul Simon? Paul Simon. <laughs> Sorry. I was I was like, well, you know, Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young were in my head. And I, I got, I came close. Yeah. I got one of them. Yeah. You Just were, the wrong one. Paul Simon's not in Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young. He's Simon and Garfunkel. Oh, fuck. I'm way wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it took a second. Like, what the Wait a minute. Wait a minute. About? I am way wrong. <laughs> oh, my Shit. God. Well, that was great. And the worst part is, I don't know how to edit that out, so I'm just going to probably end up looking like a dumbass. So, Yeah, well. Anyway, number 17, you have the Hoyo de Monterey, La Hoyo de Rio Seco. Okay. Okay, then. Number 16, I've had this cigar. It is the Punch Diablo Scamp. The Punch Diablo punch Scamp. Diablo. I do like Punch. Punch Diablo. It's a good cigar. Now, it is a little spicier, obviously. Diablo. They oh. actually named it properly. Psycho. Anyway. Oh, my <laughs> God. Yeah. Well, there's another cigar company that will never advertise with us. So That's okay. They had to lay off everybody but three employees. So to be honest, I oh don't God, know how much is, longer they're going to be around is, anyway. Is that common knowledge? Because I think you just outed it. No, that's way common is knowledge. Is it okay? Yeah. Now, I want to say this. I'm going to give a shout out to our buddies over at Cigar Talk. Okay. Because they were discussing the punch the other day on an episode I listened to. And okay. they were talking about how... Um, you know, it's like, well, I like punch and I don't know, like I'll smoke a punch and I don't know why am I, why is this not in the rotation? And I'm the same way with punch. I overlook punch and I shouldn't because it's a damn good brand. You know, it's funny that you say that when I went to the store to buy these, uh, aging room, I ended up buying two, uh, two punches as well. And I, it's the same thing. I saw it and I was like, Ooh, I like that cigar. So I bought two of them and I don't remember which punch it was, but it's the same deal, man. It's like, I really like it, but for some reason, I smoke the ones I buy, and then I'll go months and months and months without having one. Yep. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. I like that, and I buy it again. Yep. So I don't I don't know why, but. But I'm in the same boat because I become a creature habit. Yeah. Which, again, we've, we've talked about a lot, but the fact that we're doing this podcast has really opened my palate up to a lot of new choices. Well, good. So I, I'm not going to lie. The 1974, which will be on my top five, I would have never smoked that because I can't find it in St. Louis. I know. And you're struggling. I am struggling because I want, I want it those to a couple places to at and least like, two specific cigar and stores. Both of them are having issues you mm-hmm. know, getting it for you. So. Corey Frisbee, it's your time to shine, Dang buddy. Hey, Corey. Step up to the plate, man. Mm-hmm. So anyway, at number 15, you have the La Roma de Cuba Mi Amor Churchill. I think I've actually had I've, I've had that brand. You've had that brand. Yes, I don't I've know had if that you've brand. had that cigar. But no, you, I don't. I'm not. I can't say that. You just recently had that brand. I did. Yeah, actually, number fourteen think, was the. You know what? I think I got that down at the cigar barn in Paducah, Kentucky, if I'm not mistaken. Quite possibly. I think that's where I got that. 
So number 14, we have the Juan Lopez Selecion, number two. Never had that. Number 13, Placencia Alma de Fuego Concepcion. I've had some Placencia cigars here lately. Have you? Um, not that one, but um, Placencia puts out some good stuff. Hmm. And I'm, I'm not that I'm familiar. I'm pretty sure, and I'm maybe I'm wrong, but... I think the Hill Cigar Company carries that Placencia, so I may have to look for that. There you go. Number 12, you have La Flor Dominicana, double Lejero Lancero. Always a good choice. Yeah, I like La Flor Dominicana. I do. I actually do. I really like them. <clears throat> number 11, we have the Espinosa Habano, number 4. Now we're getting into the top 10. You know what? I think we should stop there Oh. and hold the top 10 for the second half of the... Uh, broadcast around our interview that we have sounds like a good idea i think we should do that so we well i recently sat down and spoke with a young lady who um i initially met through instagram and i did end up meeting her in person at the kentucky barn smoker and her name is jamie stevens she goes by cigar eyes 717 on instagram and jamie puts up many photos a lot of selfies with, with cigars and that sort of thing. And she talks about the cigars, and I know she knows her stuff. Yeah. Every once in a while, she puts up a, a photo, and it's very, very rare, but that a photo that is perhaps a bit... Suggestive. Could be construed as such. Yes. And so I got talking to her about... Which, like, like that's something odd on Instagram. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Let me tell you, there's many other accounts that I could name but won't name because I don't want to be mean that are way, way, way worse than she ever yeah. will be. And so I, you know, I, but I took the opportunity to talk with her a little bit about... So when you put up a post like that, you know, what does that kind of... What reaction does that get? And... We had a long conversation about it, and so I figured it would be good to kind of translate some of that to the podcast and kind of talk to her and bring some of this to you guys and kind of let you know, you know, what your Sisters of the Leaf are facing when they're going on, you know, these social media platforms, putting out photos and that sort of thing. Because, dude, she gets, she gets like, disgusting photos and would all you guys, sorts you of... You go into that. You know, we go into yeah. that, and she gets all kinds of stuff. On a daily basis. That's crazy. And let me tell you, she's not putting out, like, you know, suggestive or racy pictures every day. I mean, at most, she might put out a picture of just, you know, her sitting and smoking a cigar. Yeah. But just being a woman smoking but, a cigar <clears throat> apparently, <throat> like, allows some of these savages to send her But God you and I what. have talked about that because any woman that's smoking a cigar goes up, like, two or three points. There is just something very attractive about a woman smoking a cigar. Mm -hmm. There just is. So when you when you top that on someone with an Instagram account that's doing some cigar influencing, like we're attempting to do with our podcast, no nobody wants to look at well, you and me smoking and, a cigar. And admittedly, somebody you know, I mean, she's not a she's not an unattractive woman oh, either. So no. I mean, so that you know, I mean, it's one of those things. It all adds up and results in internet deviance that just. Uh, want to <laughs> i mean dude some of the stuff that she's got and she did not she was very nice she didn't go into any sort of like intricate detail but dude let me tell you she uh she told me some of the stuff she gets and well, let, let's dive into it I listen say, to it and then we'll come back and uh we'll we'll finish up with our top 10 here from cigar aficionado we will so this is my talk with jamie stevens 
Well, I am joined by Jamie Stevens, or as she goes on Instagram, Cigar Eyes Seven One Seven. How are you, Jamie? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. So Jamie and I met at the uh, Drew Estates Kentucky Barn Smoke, and we've been uh, we follow each other on Instagram. So um, Jamie has a little bit going on right now, so I invited her to come on and. We actually got in an interesting conversation about Instagram that I kind of wanted to uh, to carry over and bring onto the podcast a little bit. But before we get into that, how did you get into cigars, Jamie? Well, it actually started when I was a kid. Um, I grew up seeing my dad smoke cigars on like family events, um, social activities, and him and my godfather would smoke together um, during these events. And honestly, it was just listening to them battle over which cigar was better than the other <laughs> this would go on <laughs> for hours during like our family activities and I would watch them and I would you know kind of listen in and out and I was like well you know there must be something really you know interesting about cigars if they're going to debate for hours at a time <laughs> at these events yeah. so I, w- I watched this and watched this um, up until my dad passed away then it kind of faded off a little bit and I spent more time with my godfather, and he, you know, was smoking cigars. And I said, hey, can I try one? And it just kind of went from there. Uh, started around, I guess, 22 I was okay. when I started smoking, my early 20s. I smoked cigarettes before that, but I got over that quick, which was good. Yeah. And um, <laughs> started smoking cigars, and it just kind of went from there. Very cool. So what are you, what are, okay, so what are you smoking now, and what are you, like, wh- how's your palate go? Like, where, where where do you like to go with cigars? Well, you know, it's it's funny. Um, everybody says always about, you know, what's, what's your palate? What do you like? You know, it honestly depends on my mood yeah. <laughs> for the day. Sometimes I want to go really bold and have those strong flavors, and then sometimes I just need to step back um, just to chill out a little bit. I like to go for more of like the nutty, uh, the nuttier type cigars, um, the heavy, heavy pepper. I try to stay away from, um, but it's funny. I say that because some of my favorites tend to go more on that side anyway. So honestly, it just kind of depends on what I'm doing, what mood I'm in. And a lot of times how much time I have, (laughs) that's funny enough. That's true too. So so what are, you, what are you smoking, like, what's in the rotation right now? What, what kind of stuff are you smoking? Uh, rotation right now. I can't get enough of the Kentucky Fire Cured by Drew Estate. Okay. It is always in my rotation. I love it. Um, you are I'm a really, Drew Estate girl. I can tell that. I love, you know what? <laughs> I am. And, you know, the reason why is because they're so eclectic. There is something for every mood or every you know palette I have there's something for it so I really enjoy that I can look at their collection and say oh I can have this one on this day and in the morning I'll have one of these and I can just like deviate out yeah um throughout the week um also a big fan of Camacho um especially lately the American Barrel Aged I'm a big fan of that right now um and of course I got to go with the Opus X Ah. I love it. <laughs> oh, good. If it's you like, my favorite. I'll tell you, if you if you like the nutty kind of flavors, 
the one that I it's my number one go to. Everybody hears me talk about it all the time is the uh, Perdomo the Champagne the tenth anniversary I love that. It's got that so creamy good. nuttiness to yes, it and it everything. Does. So yeah, it's so, so smooth too. It is like it's, throughout the entire thing. Exactly. So all right. Well, you've been there, so that's good. So yeah. <laughs> well, fun. So one of the things that Jamie and I were talking about on Instagram um, that I wanted to to bring to the podcast, and I've kind of been toying with how do we touch on some of these subjects um, prior, and you kind of gave me a little bit of a bit of a, an in with that door is um, Instagram etiquette as it pertains <laughs> to some of our uh, sisters of the leaf yes. because there are a few accounts. I would not lump yours in with those. There are a few accounts though that I think they really um, amp up the sex in order to um, gather followers and likes and that sort of thing. And then they add in that element of cigars to their account to really like hone in on what is, I think, safe to say a predominantly male fan base. Now, granted, and and I'm talking about cigars with the fan base, granted, with a growing female element to it and a significant female element to it. But um, I'd still say, you know, at least looking at the the statistics for my account, I mean, we're like, my fan base is like 85% male. So I think it's mm-hmm. safe to say that a lot of the people following cigar-related accounts are probably men. And so it seems like there's some of these accounts that are, like I said, really amping up the the suggestive sexual side of things. Now, you don't do that. I want to make this very clear. I don't think Jamie does that. Um, there's perhaps maybe only been like, two or three posts that maybe at most somebody could make that argument for but in the grand scheme of things they're they're nothing like some of the other accounts that I could list off the top of my head I won't list them off um because I don't want to insult anybody and whatever but I, there are other accounts that I could definitely name off but with all this being said you know I got to talking with Jamie about messages and feedback and comments and things of that nature that she's received from people and dude some of you guys are savages i mean just straight up savages that don't need don't understand how to be interacting with um people much less women so um jamie and i thought it would be a good idea to kind of come on and talk about a little instagram etiquette that is correct um you know it's funny we talk about this because you would think it would be common sense uh, that, you know, what you do and do not say to someone, especially you do not know. Yeah. Now, granted, you know, we are on social media, so we're going to get a variety of feedback, good or bad. But there's a way to be respectful about it. That's the difference. Um, I love cigars. That's why I post about them. That's why I take those pictures. But I also have a family element to my Instagram. I post pictures of my son on there. Yes. I post pictures of my work on there. I post a variety of different things. Now, is cigars the prominent thing? Yes. Because honestly, it's one of the things I love most. It's one of my, you know, favorite hobbies. So of course I have that on there. But I try to bring a family 
um, atmosphere to my page so that people can get to know Jamie a little bit. Not just cigar eyes, but Jamie. So I'm actually, I get quite surprised with some of the messages and comments I receive because honestly, it's just a little like, wow, like it's, it's almost like a shock factor of you don't know me. You know what you see on my Instagram, but why would you send me these type of messages? Why would you post these type of comments? Um, it's a little shocking. Well, honestly, so so I don't I, I'm not going to ask you necessarily to read off any messages but some of the one things that you've kind of expressed to me in the past, you've had people uh, make proposals of like a sugar daddy, sugar baby relationship. Yes, I have. You've had all variety of sexual, uh, both innuendo and just straight up solicitations. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, and you've also received your fair share of rather incriminating photographs of some of the uh some of the members of Instagram, correct? I have. Um and honestly, this happens almost daily. Really? At this point. At this point, this happens almost daily. Now, I'm one of those if you take the time to message me and you said, "Hi, I love that you smoke cigars. What's your favorite?" or, you know, uh, I like your last picture. I'm going to comment back. I'm going to message you back and say, thank you. Um, how are you? Because that's me. Yeah. If you're taking the time to message me, I'm going to message you back. Now, if you're going to message me something like that, I'm not going to message you back. That's going to be a block and done. Like, I don't, I don't tolerate that type of behavior. And it's you, not. Well, and, and that's my point. You shouldn't have to even be dealing with this type of behavior, much less even having to consider whether or not to tolerate it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I and mean, so guys, what in the hell? I would hope that anybody listening to this show would not find themselves in a situation where they're, when they're, you know, even considering something like this. But I just, I, I'm blown away by the fact that this is such a thing. I am too, honestly. But. It it does surprise me. Um, I would hope for better. Honestly, I hope better. Um, you know, if you, we want to have a a friendship, a, you know, conversation about love of cigars, and you know, even if you want to give me a compliment, that's nice. I don't, I don't mind that. That's fine. I'll always say thank you. But the other stuff is just. It's it's not appropriate. It's not needed. Have you considered, like, and I'm not asking this because I think you should, but, like, has some of the reaction that you've received from people about maybe some of your photos, has it prompted you to reconsider maybe the either the, um, the, the way or kind of the content that you put out there on your Instagram or even considered getting off of, you know, the platform. And what I mean by that is like, for example, you know, sometimes you'll put out a picture of you smoking a cigar where, uh, and, it, and it's like a selfie or something like that. Whereas mm-hmm. maybe instead of putting out a picture of you smoking a cigar, maybe you just put out a picture of just the cigar, maybe sitting on the table and you're saying, this is what I'm smoking right now. Have you, have you considered, you know, something like that as a result of any of this? Of course. I mean, you start to get thinking about what am I doing? Not wrong, but what am I doing that's inappropriate? 
And a lot of my posts, I try to do two pictures in one. Yeah. I'll do like a selfie and then I'll do of the cigar by itself. That way it has both of them in it. Um, so it's not just a picture of my face um, <laughs> in the picture. So I try to do both. But yeah, it has made me think of hmm, maybe I should change some things or should I make my profile private um, so people can't you know, go to it. I've thought about that. And then I, you know, I've thought, is this really worth it? You know, you have that thought of, you get all this, all these comments and sometimes backlash and you go, is it really worth it to be on here? Yeah. Is it worth it? Well, And, and that, I struggled with that for a little bit. I just find that incredibly sad. I find it incredibly sad that somebody would be in a position where they were, questioning what sort of messaging or creative output they're putting into the world because of how some uneducated and um, uncivilized individuals on that platform are reacting to it. So I find it really, I find it really sad that you actually did. I was hoping you were going to tell me, no, you know, I'm going to do my own thing well, and people I mean, are what they honest. are. And that's, and that's yeah. exactly it. But, but it's, it's sad that, you know, you've had at least considered having to change the way you do things. So I don't know. Uh, I, it, yeah. I mean, it is, it's, but it's an honest reaction. You kind of get that feeling of it's like an inner struggle <laughs> Yeah, no. a little bit. Cause on one hand you want to be like, you know what? I don't care what they say. I don't care what they write me. I'm just going to do whatever I feel like doing. Yeah. But then you also have that side where it's like, well, <laughs> yeah. do I really want to put up with this? No, I, it, exactly. No, I think that's a, it's a really valid point, but well, that's bizarre. So I guess, and, and I'm not asking you to like, be like the expert on this, but like, you know, what, if if there's other sisters of the leaf or or females that are maybe interested in cigars or not just even cigars, I mean just in general, you know, other other women that are on Instagram or any of these platforms that maybe are dealing with similar situations. I mean, like, what advice or or tips or anything do you have for these people? Because I mean, you know, I'm sure everybody's got their method of dealing with them. It sounds like yours is just you know block them as they come. But like, I mean, anything else? Well, I always say first that don't take it personally. That's very hard not to do, <laughs> but don't take these messages to heart. Um, let it roll off your shoulders. It took me a while to, to learn that, honestly. Um, and there's so many women coming up in the cigar industry, Yeah. but I feel like there's a little bit of a lag with that because I feel like sometimes you can either go in one direction or go in another direction. Where are the women in the middle that just like smoking cigars, hanging out at their local lounge, and just relaxing with their families? Where are those groups? I think that group hasn't emerged yet very much. Okay. I, I don't know if that makes sense. No, it I feel does. Like, I feel like we have some that you know are in the cigar industry already, um, who are very prevalent. We have those on the other side who may be doing those you know, maybe racier pictures or whatever on that side. And then there's this little group in the middle. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think. And it may not necessarily be a little group. It's just for whatever it could reason. Be a it's, big a, group. it's a very yeah. silent group. It is. And I want that group to come out more because honestly, we need that group to come out more. 
because that's the group that maybe a little bit, um, you know, it's like the everyday woman who just likes cigars. That's, I mean, really, that's yeah. what that what that group in the middle is. And we want them to come out and we, I don't want them to be fearful of, well, what am I going to get from this? Am I going to get backlash from this? I mean, I've gotten messages where it's, you know, insulting that I am smoking cigars. And then they go on to another factor of even just talking about your physical appearance of you need to lose weight. You need to do your makeup differently. You have a, a big head. <laughs> oh my like, you know, like the, the comments like that, they just kind of make you go, really? And we don't, we don't want that to affect those women from entering the cigar world. If yeah. that makes sense. I don't want that fear put in. So honestly, th- what they need to do is they need to not take in a personal. They need to let it roll off the shoulders, block them, just block them. Be done with it. So you don't have to see it anymore. Yeah, your block list might be pretty high, but you don't have to deal with it anymore. Is there a way to report them to Instagram? There is. There's a button that you can hit on Instagram that says report, which I've had to do before. Yeah. Just so that they're aware of what's going on. Because, you know, somebody might, you might block somebody and then all of a sudden another account pops up and they start messaging you again. So you need to be able to, you know, learn, um, Instagram's rules, of course, and regulations about how to handle things. And you know what? You need to stand up for yourself. If you don't like something, you know, you know, tell them that you don't like it and then block it. Yeah. And then be done with it. I, I it's like I said, I I found it to be a very uh, I don't know. It's just kind of depressing to think that, you know, there'd be some uh some savages out there and I mean, and I would hope that you probably get maybe more positive interaction than negative but i i mean i would hope that but i do there's definitely more positive but you know what it's like in everyday life sometimes the certain comments can really (laughs) just yeah not ruin your day but can really put a damper on things yeah it's it's, and that's not what we want well it's kind of like when you go to a restaurant and if you have a good experience you might tell like seven people hey you know i had a really good job time there but if you had a bad experience, you're telling like 70 people and you're saying that. Of place course. Suck. So it's like for whatever reason, the negative experiences, the negative comments in this case tend to just float up to the top and outshine all of the positive that you receive. So, yeah, I mean, that's really sad, but. Eh, well, but it's life. Yes. <laughs> you just got to learn to, to roll with it and well. just hope for the best and hope that you're reaching out to, you know, the people that. Um, aren't you know sending out those messages to others and just making new friendships and connections that's what it's all about well i'm sure if any women are getting asked by any you know neanderthal guys for pictures of their boobs um i can get them a picture of uh gators man boobs and (laughs) we would be more than happy to provide that for any of our sisters of the leaf that want to forward that to any Neanderthals that are asking for boob pictures. So we, that'll be a public service that the cigar pulpit offers <laughs> is a, a standard image of Jeff's man boobs that we can share with any DV. You need guys. to write that as a post. Yes, I, I, I will. We can do that and we will, we will make that happen. that'd be funny yeah so well real quick before we uh get going 
I wanted to touch on one very positive thing that you are doing. So you have joined the team over at Cigar Talk as a reviewer. Yes, it's very recent. This all happened like this week. Wow. So it is, it, yes, it is very fresh. Um, it's exciting. It's, you know, something I, I honestly didn't know at first that I would get into doing cigar reviews because that wasn't my main objective. But when I was approached and I was thinking about it, I said, you know what? Why not? Let's do it. Okay. Um, and that's just how it started. So you just, I, I just saw it come up uh recently so you just mm-hmm. put up a review of the uh, it was what the oliva master blends three correct i did yep was that your first review that was oh wow okay oh man so, yeah oh man first one out the gate so we you know and that's like the nervous one that's the one you like have to read several oh, times tell me about before it before you're like hmm i wonder if this is good tell me about <laughs> you just it. let it out there so yep. I mean, I own a newspaper, and so um, every edition I put out, I always inevitably have somebody point out an error to me, and yep. I, I I've gotten to the point that I just joke with them and say, "Well, you win, uh, you win the prize for find the mistake this week," you know, yeah. and it's like <laughs> exactly. it's like I just put one in every every week just to see if anybody's gonna find it, you know, and that sort of thing. <laughs> and in reality, no, it's not that. It's the it's like a hidden quest. Dude, <laughs> it's like on, on our end, putting out a newspaper every week. It's like we're putting out a small novel every single yep. week. And that's a lot of words to be putting out. But in your case, with the reviews, it's the same thing. When you're generating content over time, things are going to happen. Autocorrect happens mm-hmm. and spell check will verify that everything is spelled correctly. But maybe you use – But it may not be. The wrong – well, it may be one of those things. Yeah. Like we had one in my, my paper this past this past week. Somebody said Merry Christmas. Well, they said M-A-R-R-Y. Well, technically, Ugh. that is a correct spelling of the word Mary, it but is. it's in mm-hmm. terms of marriage and not <laughs> and not actually like Mary. See, if it was only in quotes, See? then you might yeah. have passed it off. But so, yeah, so uh, what I'm telling you as one writer to another, don't don't freak out about it. And you're even better. You're online. If you want to, if you find an error, you can fix it in seconds. Whereas me, I'm in print. So it's. It's wrong. Yeah, that's a that's it's a quick wrong. message going. Fix this. It's please. wrong forever in my world. So yeah, exactly. But um, but no. So um, so so that's what. You, so you're gonna do like oh, a week, weekly review. Weekly reviews yep. for them. Okay. Just yeah. One... I'll probably start with one a week. I was just, just um. That's what we me. talked about. Okay. Yep. And then um, I was told probably after about three or four reviews, then I'm gonna do a a, a spot on their podcast. Ah. Do like a guest spot. Kind of like introduce myself, you know, talk about scars and then, you know, still do the weekly reviews. Who knows where I'll go from there? I don't know. We're just winging it. Well, Rob, don't get upset that I got her first. (laughs) I asked I asked her a while ago. But we knew each other first. So this is true. This is true. Yep. Actually, you know, what's kind of sad circling back to our previous part of our conversation one of the first things that you to- said to me in person was at the Kentucky Barn Smoke. You walked up to me, and I think you guys had just gotten your food, and I was walking back to the lunch, and you told me that a guy had grabbed your ass. Yep, that was accurate. And You know, I was holding two plates of food 
what was I supposed to do? Well, yeah. I like to eat. So, of course, I had two plates of food, and I don't have any hands free. You throw the so, plates of food at the guy is what you do. But anyway, you know. Well, you know, but then I thought, my food. Well, no, <laughs> that's true. You don't want to. And that was good food, too. You don't want to waste that. That was so time. good food. I was and, uh, amazed at how good that was, considering it was it set was. up in a buffet line outside yep. at a barn in like hot plates with the little like flame, you know, eternal flame things underneath it. I'm just like, I'm shocked at how good this was. And it, and then more props to the guys that set that up. Hell yeah. Over there at Drew Estate. I was like, this was like awesome. And there's a ton of people to feed. There's a, you know, a whole busy day worth of stuff. And it was just awesome. It was ridiculously good. And that Dr. Pepper sauce. Oh, man. That Dr. Pepper barbecue sauce. I got it. I just got a little bit of it because I'm not, you know, I'm kind of like, I know my sauces. And that was like, I don't know this one. And uh, yeah, but I just got a little bit of it. And oh, God, I wish I had more. Then you regretted it. (laughs) I regret it. Well, and that's the problem is then I'd sat down. And by the time I'd sat down, it's like, oh, it's all the way over there. And there's so many people in the way. And I'd have to climb over all these people to get over there. Just so you can get your sauce. And I was by myself. So I'm like, I got nobody to guard my chair. So I'm like, see, you could have oh, asked me. I would have guarded your chair. You know, you guys disappeared. I, I, you guys were coming back with your plates as I was going up, and I, I lost you guys in the. In I don't the know how you. Could. I mean, we were right in the. Everything. We were right in the front. I mean, it was us, and I, you know, we were yeah. sitting with a uh, cigar prop, um, Kevin, and and then right across from you know, like Bob, the cigar guy, yeah, and stuff. So we were. In the mix, but I don't know. I I feel like I didn't sit down hardly at all. I was just like up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down. There was Uh. so much to see. And honestly, I can't wait for next year because I'm going to try. I'm going to try my best to hit them all. All of the what? Barn smokers. Oh, God. Yeah. That's a little little more traveling than I can pull off. I've got, oh, my God, I've got so many people asking me to come all these other different places. I mean, if I tried to make it everywhere that I've been invited. I mean, I'm literally coast to coast at this point. So yeah. I I'm going to have to try and figure out some sort of get everywhere. segment. But yeah, it's it's going to get everywhere. I'm trying. I know. But, well, this it's so much. Well, folks, I'm going to have to set up a Patreon just so you can start to pay me so that I can travel to come and see you if this well, is Well, yeah, cuz it's not cheap. No. First of all, but it's so. there's so many of them. Like I want to go out to Vegas. I want to go to nah, Vegas. No, I'm going to Vegas in January. I don't want to hear. La, 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 la. I am going to my the uh, TPE at the end of January. I got approved for media credentials. So I so will my be... head's shaking over here because, you know, I'm just like. Uh, I am just so excited. I actually just bought my plane ticket today. Jealous. Just bought my super plane ticket today. Jealous. I'll be booking my hotel room after I get a little bit of Christmas cash. So. <laughs> and you're going to miss the lovely winter. Uh, up here i'm gonna miss to go to vegas i'm gonna miss at least five days of it because i'll be in vegas for five days knowing your luck you'll have a big snowstorm yeah no joke it'll be the freak snowstorm that hits las vegas at the end of january (laughs) it's like they're all expecting seven oh god i'm waiting though because man the last time i was out there it was in april and there i mean it's like hitting 70 degrees at night. I'm sitting outside. See, I've never I mean, been. Oh, 
You've never I've been never to Las been Vegas? To Vegas? Oh my Me? god, it is no. the best I'm help. so upset by this I love because I've never been. That. I feel like I've been everywhere else. Oh, I love that. There. Love that town so much, but let me tell you, everything that I've been told about the Big Smoke is that it's kind of it's it's kind of a little on the expensive side. Mhm. And that, you know, it's fun, but it's kind of like okay, so like you know how at Drew Estate at the Barn Smoke, they gave us that little ticket boot, yep. uh, book mm-hmm. thing, and we had to go around to different places. So it was almost like a scavenger hunt, or which or, I like, or trick or yeah. treat. That's probably a better way of putting it. It was like trick or treat, you know, to you go say and get that. Your I'm going to bring a brag, uh, like a bucket next. Yeah, time. bring bring your Halloween bucket and be like trick or treat. But anyway, I'll take Forrest's Iron Man bucket. And so, so anyway, so it's kind of like that. Whereas, like, I went to the Kansas City Cigar Fest in September. Mm-hmm. And what was awesome there was when you walk in the, the – when you go to check in, they give you your bag, and it has, like, all of your cigars already in the bag. You don't have oh. to go anywhere to get anything. You just – here's your bag. Go in. And what was fantastic about that was I didn't have to wait in any lines. I didn't have oh. to stand around and wait in line while everybody in front of me got their cigars so that I could walk up and give them a piece of paper and get my cigar. I was able to just find a seat, sit down, and start smoking right away. And that's what I've heard about the big smoke in Las Vegas is that it's a really nice event, but that you spend a lot of your time waiting in line to get your cigars, yeah. whereas if they would just give you the bag with all the cigars in it right when you walk in, you could yeah. really enjoy the event a lot more and have more time to sit, smoke, mingle, talk, do whatever. So See, and I'm really impatient. So for me, that's like torture. Oh. You can like – when you're standing there and it's like <laughs> – I hate to say this, but it's like being in line at – at like the grocery store and somebody's checking out and they just want to have a conversation. Well, and they get out the, the checkbook to start writing out their check. Yes, about their of, day. And yeah. they're sitting there going, hello, like <laughs> we don't have time, Oh, like time for this. That's kind of what I, I was thinking uh, at the, well, see, and I had just been to the Kansas City thing at the beginning of September. And then it was the beginning of what, October that we, that you and I and everybody, we were all at the, um, Kentucky Bar and Smoke. And so so I had just maybe within the month um, been to one event where they just hand you all the cigars and say, okay, go for it. And then I come to the Bar and Smoke where I'm given this little ticket book and told, okay, go find your, find your cigars. And I'm like, well, where in the hell am I supposed to? I mean, <laughs> you know, I mean, it just, it was like, well, you could have just given them all to me and I could have just saved myself the time and trouble. You know, yeah. but I don't know, whatever. I mean, but see, that's why you have to kind of make a game of it. It's like, okay, we're going to go to this booth, but then we're going to go to the drinking booth. Yeah. Grab a drink and then mingle around and then go yeah, to the next see, booth. And, that, and that's the thing. I didn't realize all the intricacies to it. So you should have been hanging out with us mingling. I, that's what the problem you know, was. No, I was, I should have. I should have. <laughs> so, well, Jamie, I appreciate your time and I wish you very good luck with the, uh, with the reviews. That's awesome. Thanks so much for having me on. No problem. If you ever want to come on again, you know how to find me. Of course. All Thank right. you. And where can people find you on Instagram and wherever else? And only uh, decent people follow her. Don't, <laughs> if you're going to send a dick pic, just don't bother. So anyway. It's going to be deleted and blocked. You're going to so be deleted don't and bother. blocked. So. Um, on Instagram, I'm CigarEyes717. 
that's the easiest place to find me on there. Perfect. Um, and I'm on Facebook also, but that's under my name, Jamie Stevens. And is that cigar related content or is that more like I have both. Personal? Okay. I have both. Okay. Yep. Gotcha. Well, very cool. Well, thank you, Jamie. Thank you. Have a good one. You too. Bye. So I really want to thank Jamie for taking some time out today to talk to us and everything. That was I really, thought that was really that nice. That was really cool. Some good points. Yeah. I mean, dude, just don't be a deviant, you know? Just because a pretty girl puts are up you, a picture. Are you, you're talking directly to me, aren't you? Well, no. I was talking to the, <laughs> the general, deviants, the general folks on Instagram. <laughs> the deviants in general. But, I mean, I guess it applies to you. It's one of those things. You know, if a pretty girl puts up a picture on Instagram and you think she's pretty in it, you know, that's not an invitation to take a picture of your dick and send it to her. I've never found it to be. Let's put it that way. No. So, I mean. I do want to uh, say that I thought that's really neat. She's doing some reviews for Cigar Talk. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and that's one of those things. Those guys have been really, really good to us. And I know we kind of, you know, I guess in some ways are competitors with the podcast. But but it's really not like that. It's almost like a, a camaraderie. Well, yeah. A cause, brotherhood. Because we don't feel as though we're competitors. I mean, at the end of the day, there's there's 24 hours in a day. And even if we were putting together daily shows, which neither one of us are, you know, we're only putting together maybe two, two and a half hours a week. They're putting together maybe one, one and a half hours a week. That still leaves an awfully long time Oh yeah, in the week to enjoy other cigar-related stuff. And so why should we be competing with one another? When it's not like it's an all, it's not an all or nothing deal. It's not exactly. A, it's not a zero sum game. It's not like we're two morning shows in St. Louis competing for the same list. Literally in the ta- yeah. same time slot, and you you have to watch at this point or, or listen at this point, and that's that. So uh, before we get back to the top ten from Cigar Aficionado, yes, because we've already covered uh, twenty five through eleven. Yes, what are you getting on the cigar? Well, I'm I'm. Not as far along as you are. Um, I'm halfway through this thing. So I'll admit, in the very beginning, I had a little bit of a canoeing issue developing really rapidly right from the start. Hmm. So I started smoking it a lot slower to try and let it kind of correct you're itself You're not even naturally. into the, you're not. You're just now into the second third. I'm, I'm just now into the second third. Yeah, I'm um, halfway through or better. I, uh, I did slow down the smoking now. It did correct itself. So it's, it's a nice, tight burn line going at this point yeah and so i'm happy about that it is a box press it's a little more boxy than i would like but you know what you know they don't roll off of a tape on you (laughs) and i like that i i happen to like a box press i don't know i don't know i don't i don't know what you have against it necessarily it's it's still a cigar it's just been formed into more of a you know rectangle yeah rectangle 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 yeah you're getting your geometry mixed up there. oh god do you have any? I went to Trico <laughs> High School in Southern <laughs> Illinois. I don't know geometry. Oh, that's funny. No, I'm still getting the chocolate and kind of, you know, you're saying nutmeg. I'm, I'm getting, I'm maybe getting a like, little bit of a wood, some yeah. sort of wood kind of. Yep, I get that you know, too. Kind of flavor. It's a nutty kind of thing, like, but more of a more of a hearty nut that would have maybe a little bit more of a wood kind of flavor. You know what? You know what? Now that you said that, it's it's got almost a like a hazelnut finish to it. Well, there you go. Which might be mixed with... It's like a Nutella cigar. Ooh. Chocolate hazelnut. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know, on my farm in southern Illinois, um, and the, back to me with my road fruit uh-huh. that you made fun of me merciless, mercilessly for a couple of podcasts back. 
Um, I actually have uh, hazelnuts that grow wild on the farm. Do you pull over and eat those too? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, no, I picked those. You know, I grew up picking picking up black walnuts and picking them out and hickory nuts. And we actually didn't find the hazelnuts till late in the game. Um, my dad tracked them down maybe uh, eight, nine years ago. Well, there he, you go. He found them growing, growing in the creek bottom. Well, there just should have been a just ton of them at that point. Well, they're, they're small. They're not like the commercial ones, you know, yeah. that you'd buy. But they're a smaller wild hazelnut, and they're actually really, really good. Well, there you go. Yeah. So, so back to the top ten. So, back to the top ten. So, coming in at number ten is a cigar that I have smoked and I did enjoy, which is the H. Upman 175th Anniversary Churchill. Ooh. That was a good cigar. Yeah. I did like that. Coming in at number nine, we have the Tetuaje Nuevitas. Nuevitas. The Tetuaje Nuevitas. It's an Opus X, correct? Jabaro, number one. No, that's not an Opus X. Oh, wait, I'm looking at the wrong one. Yeah, you're looking at number eight. Oh, sorry, let's do that again then. No, 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 no. No, no. You're looking at number eight, which is the Fuente Fuente Opus X Reserva de Chateau. Of course you're stepping ahead. You always step ahead. I'm looking over your shoulder. I can't see the numbers from this angle. So he's just like, I've had the the Opus X. That's a good cigar. Oh, my. Those are good cigars. I don't know if I've had an Opus X. You really haven't? I don't know if I have. Well, that may be what I have to get you for Christmas because I haven't bought you a gift yet. Mm. I have your gift. I'll give you that here in a minute. Ooh. So now num- I'm all now I'm all a Twitter. <laughs> Number seven, we have the Illusion Esperne tenth anniversary de Asta. I haven't touched that one. I I know I'm not familiar and I know I've just all. butchered some of those yeah. words. So we gotta brush up on our Spanish. Or as Nick calls it Latin. La basura. <laughs> Biblioteca. What the hell? Chimichanga. Chimichanga. <laughs> oh, my God. Could we be any more white? Coming up in number six is the Oliva Serie V Lancero. Ooh. They like the Lanceros. They do. This is like the second, at least the second Lancero that's been on this list. So Nick likes something a little more girthy in his mouth. Yeah, the Lanceros just don't do it for me. <laughs> You're such a dick. <laughs> Moving along. <sighs> number five, the Rocky Patel ALR Second Edition Toro. I've had Rocky Patel. I have not had that. I cigar. have not had the AL, the uh, ALR. Nope. Um, I did. What did I have recently of his? I think it was the number six. That was okay. It was all right. Ringing endorsement from the bishop there. I, it was know, okay. I'm gonna say this, and this is not gonna be like scratch, probably, scratch off another potential sponsor. No, I mean. Look, Rocky Patel has a lot of cigars in his life. They do, yeah. And I'm sure there's one that when I smoke it, I'm going to be like, holy crap, that's the one. Yeah. I haven't found it yet. Yeah, fair enough. They're not bad cigars. They're just not ones that I'm like, that blew my You know, and they're, they're not even on this list that I know of because we, we've got three more to go here, and we've already talked about number one, so we've yeah. got four, three, and two. Um but Perdomo. Perdomo is a line no. that I haven't found a Perdomo bad cigar. is not on this list this no. year. And I haven't found a bad cigar from Perdomo that I've ever smoked. Yeah, I know. Even they're like, you know, quote-unquote budget cigars and whatnot. Their I haven't. budget cigars are what I like. I know. Yeah. So, I don't know. Well, number four, you have the Cohiba Robusto. And I believe that it that is a, it is a Cuban. I do like a Cohiba from time to time. Although I, I can honestly say I've never had a uh, 
Cuban. Yeah, that is indeed a Cuban Cohiba that is on the list. So, you know, there's one right there that you and I are going to have trouble tracking down. Yes, and, that is true. And I, I can find and probably even affording because yeah. you know you get a get an authentic Cuban Cohiba. Yeah, it's it's that mystique. It's that brand for whatever yeah. reason. Because it's Cohiba. We are journalists, you know, though. We could bring some back. They just they just charge so much. I'm yeah. not paying $80 for a cigar, man. Oh, God, no. I mean, like, here. Does it say? What's our price point? Let me, let me see if Cigar Aficionado says the par- price point in the details of the cigar. I'm, I'm mildly curious to see if they do that. Thirty-four thirty, but that's in pounds. So what is that? What is the conversion? What? I can't translate celsius to fahrenheit how am i going to do that let me take a guess it's 23 dollars american is it in euro are there even still pounds yes i thought brexit no england did not uh, take part in the euro okay so their exit from the eu will not be that uh, difficult for them since they didn't change the currency um no i mean it's going to pose a problem for when you convert by the way um, 3430 in pounds sterling equals $44.63 Holy in the United crap. States. I went the wrong way. Yeah, that is a, yeah, we're that not, is a we're 40, smoking that basically cigar. a $45 cigar. Yeah, unless so. somebody gifts us one of those, that that's not going to get put in my no, mouth. not going to happen. Nope. So, anyway, moving along. Moving on, number, at number three. three is the Warped Siri Grand Reserva 1988 Robusto. Never Again, seen that one. Not one that I'm familiar no. with. And the number two is the Padron Siri 1926, you number like, six. You like Padron cigars. You know, okay, so here's the deal. There's different levels of Padron cigars. So there's the regular just brown label Padron cigars that you see out in stores, which, uh, you know, just the standard. So, like, I yeah. get, I, I like the Padron 7000 because um, it's, a, it's a 60 ring gauge. And I'll say this. I will even say this. It is a boxed press-ish cigar. Okay. It is it is a soft box press. Okay. So it's probably the closest you're gonna find it's not a hard to rectangle a, to is a what you're box saying. Box press that I'll that I'll regularly smoke. In fact I have one in my travel humidor in the car. But then there's the additional levels of Padron. Now this one uh cigar aficionado is saying is a fourteen dollar and forty cent stick. But like you know you get into some of the higher level Padrones and they're like $50 sticks. or, yeah. or no, I'm sorry. And they're like $30 sticks. You know, I mean, yeah. I'm just, I'm not, I'm not the kind of guy that spends that kind of money on a cigar no, regularly. No, I, I, I am, well, you you know me. I'll smoke a Quorum. You know, I'll smoke a $2.50 cigar. I'll smoke some Perdomo, you know, that are in the yeah. 6 to $10 range. I'll do the My Father's that are 8 to $12. Um, but, you know, that's really topping out for me. I... If I can't find a cigar I like for for ten dollars or less, I'm probably not smoking it. Well, and honestly, for me too, what it really boils down to is I don't feel, and maybe I'm being too self-judging or whatever. I don't know how you want to describe it. I don't know. I'm, I'm butchering my words here, but maybe I'm maybe I'm judging myself too harshly. But I don't feel as though my palate is refined enough. To be able to tell the difference between... Are you afraid it's wasted on you? Yeah. I don't yeah. know if I'm if my palate's refined enough for me to be able to tell the difference between the $10 uh, 
uh, Padron 7000 and the $30 higher-end Padron yeah. that I'm just going to sit back and say, oh, that's another Padron, you yeah. know? And I don't really want to spend that kind of money just to sit back and say. Just to say you did. I could have I could have smoked the 7000 and been perfectly fine, yeah. you know? So. Well, and I hate to say it, if I'm going to spend $30, you know, I'll go buy four or five sticks instead Precisely. of one. Precisely. Yeah. So. I, I'm more of a quantity guy when it comes to cigars. Yeah, so. But anyway, that would be the Cigar Aficionado Top 25 list. And again, back to number one that we're smoking. What is that cigar back again? To number one, we are currently smoking the Aging Room Quattro Nicaragua. Theirs was the Maestro. So th- we're just talking size at this point. Yep. Theirs is a 6x52. We went with a different size. Ours is the Espressivo. It's a what a five by fifty. It is a five by fifty. We're 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 in the we're we're in the ballpark. Yeah. We're just off on the size. Yeah. So, but, but essentially the same cigar. Oh, it's the same cigar. Yep. It's just you know you can make the argument that with the different size, you know maybe they're the the tobacco like maybe there's more of of the of the wrapper or, you know, yeah. something in a different size. So now I'm down anyway. to I'm down to the final third here. You're what, about halfway? I'm about halfway. Yeah. And I'm starting to get a little more spice coming in on it. Um, I have done a couple more retro hails. And again I'm getting that that like almost like a hazelnut coffee chocolate, you know, nutmeg. I'm getting I'm getting lots of lots of different things that are hitting the palate. Yeah. Are you I, picking up on any of that? I'm still getting the chocolate and the the kind of nutty woody kind of thing. So I'll I you know I'll say it's a good cigar. Mm-hmm. It's a good cigar. I think I like it more than you do. It's a good cigar. I do like it more than you do. I can see it on your face. To say that it is the number one cigar of 2019, I mean I'm struggling now right now to sit and say. This is another cigar that came out this year that I like better. Yeah. Um, especially given the fact that of that top 25 list that we just read over, I think I'm familiar with maybe just like a handful. Yeah, of I, I, I knew four or five. So that's the thing. I, it's hard for me to say, oh, this shouldn't be number one. You know, well, And I don't want to say that because, you know, obviously the folks at, at Aging Room, Rafael Nodell and A.J. Fernandez and whatnot, they, they worked hard and they, they put out a cigar that, for what it's worth, Cigar Aficionado felt was the number one cigar of the year. I, I, like I said, it's not its not a bad cigar by any means. It's a good cigar. I'm just not entirely sure it's the cigar I would have probably chosen for the number one. Yeah. But Now, are these, are these know, 25, are these cigars that have just been put out this year? How, how do they, how do they come sure, to the list? I'm pretty sure it's ones that have come <clears throat> out this year. Okay. Um. I don't believe you can trot one out from like, well, what you know, are, what are we going to do? What are we going to do moving forward when you can't make a new cigar, which is coming? <laughs> Boy, that's that's a good question, yeah. isn't it? Thank you, FDA. Yeah, thank you yeah. so much for that. Why? You know, why isn't the ATF over the cigars, not the FDA? Help me out there. That's a good question too. Yeah, um, I think it's because maybe the ATF is a bit more of a. Well, I don't know. I don't know the the finer points of the agencies. Obviously, you know, the ATF is alcohol, tobacco, firearms. But I don't know how much of a regulatory role they play versus more of a law enforcement role. Yeah. Whereas the FDA is obviously more of a regulatory 
type thing. You know, I mean, there's not like I don't FDA, know where the overlap like is. FDA yeah. agents going out and like oh, you I know, bet there are busting down doors. I with, bet if we knew, know, that's true. Maybe, yeah. but so I don't know. Um, but yeah, for what it's worth, well, the FDA is what I'll, I'll tell is you. Doing a, it, a couple so. of glaring ones to me, and again, these are the cigars I like to smoke. But again, you've got the Manuel Casadas. You know that there's nothing on the list. You don't have anything for Oscar. I'll that's tell you, on the list. The Superfly. The Superfly was oh, the yeah. one that I was waiting that's to see. That's a good it. stick. I was waiting to see the Superfly pop up on the list from somewhere. And I and it did pop up on a couple of lists. Um, I believe it made the Cigar Journal list. But it, it did not make Cigar Aficionados. And I was a little disappointed. And, and I, I expected to see the Superfly pop well, up. And I think you and I have kind of got to know Mr. Casada, I'll say. And uh, Oscar. <laughs> but, you know, these are great guys. And, again, you know, I love you know, their product. There's nothing by Christian Aroa on the list. No, I there's mean, not. you know, um, Gusto, he made the list with, with Aladino, which, yep. great. I, you know, that's one that I I believe was well-deserved. But, yeah, Christian didn't make the list with anything. And, dude, that, that Aroa Dark, oh, yeah. that is a fantastic yep. cigar. And it's more your kind of stick than mine, but yeah, I know what you're saying. It's it's a great stick, and it should have it it should have made the list. Yeah, you know, so I don't know. I, you know, there's there's a lot of cigars that uh, I don't there's, know. There's I know not, I know cigar one aficionado Domo on that list. I know cigar aficionado. They they deban the cigars. They smoke a shit ton of cigars. Yeah, you know they smoke them like you know they do rounds of this stuff where like you know they'll throw all these cigars down on the table and and it's a panel it's a it's a group of people that do yep. this you know they throw the cigars down on the table they they smoke a bunch of them and then they pair start paring it down paring it down paring it down and eventually get to that number one cigar and um i know that <sighs> there's a lot of people that like to accuse cigar aficionado of playing favorites with advertisers mm-hmm. where they basically will award top awards to companies that buy advertisements from them. Yeah. Which is always one of my gripes with the, our business in the newspaper industry when we do, like, the uh, best of section. Yes. You know, it, let's I, be honest. There's got to be some advertising dollars kicked in to get on those lists. I, I've never quite agreed with that. I will, I will hope, and I will publicly say I hope that is not the case with Cigar Aficionado. I would hope that. And we don't know that. We don't yeah. know that, yeah. and we're having to trust that they don't do that. Um, but I will hope, and I will say, that I would trust that they're not playing favorites. Because look, let's be real. E.P. Carrillo won last year. I don't think E.P. Carrillo was a big advertiser with with Cigar Aficionado. Um, you know, at the time that they won, they've since I know purchased some advertising. But it's not like they're purchasing like six ads in an issue. They're yeah. per- they're getting like maybe like one. Yeah. You know. Now, granted, the ads in Scarfish and I don't believe are cheap. No. There's there's some money being spent there. But, you know, they're 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 doing what they're doing. So I don't know. That's that's the that's the list for this year. Well, there you go. Let's so. let's do our ad for uh, my monthly cigars. So yeah, we are sponsored. <laughs> or ad. We are sponsored by MyMonthlyCigars.com. So MyMonthlyCigars.com is a premium cigar subscription service to where you can have a box of cigars shipped to your home every month. 
you have multiple size box size options available to you but the one we recommend is the robusto box which is four cigars for thirty dollars and as a rule we smoke that on our uh, friday shows that. although we will be smoking it uh, next Tuesday as well. It's true. That cigar or that box is our care package. And so what will happen is you'll get that cigar box for that month. And over the course of that month, we will be smoking those four cigars over four shows for that month. That put in, corresponding uh, month. If you do go on and you do make a purchase with them, put in uh, offer code PULPIT. P-U-L-P-I-T. And that will get you 20% off any item in the store. Or it will get you... Uh, free shipping on your first subscription and we would be remiss if we did not mention their msrp guarantee which basically states that the msrp of the cigars within the box is equal to or greater than the cost of the box so like for example the december box there were four cigars in the box it's a 30 dollars box but the msrp of those sticks added up to i believe about 45 bucks yep so, so final thoughts on your stick there the number one cigar according to Cigar aficionado. So, the, I mean, it's good. Like I said, I like it. Yep. Um, I would smoke it again. It's, um, it's very peppery at the end. I'm getting a lot of spice now. You know, where I'm at with it, it's chocolate and some nut. But I will say that it probably is going to start picking up with the spice. It, based it on did. Here's the thing for me. Yep. And kind of what I'm starting to get. So. Yep. I will say there's probably going to be some spice elements to it near the end. So as we wrap up, um, what... We're not uh, wrapping up just yet. Oh, we're not. Oh, no. No, no, no. Wait, well, let's... let's. So, folks, this is our last episode before Christmas, and... Merry, merry, merry Christmas. Even though Jeff's a savage and hasn't gone out and done any shopping yet. No, I haven't. I shop on Christmas Eve. I have get Jeff's Christmas gifts, and I just presented him with Christmas. Now... I've done a horrible wrapping job. It's a Target bag. It's two Target bags, actually. It's, <laughs> it's the one that it's in, and then I ra- draped another one over so you can like see right through. Well, there you like go. Immediately what it is. But So um, before I open, uh, how do people reach out to us on the socials? So we are available on Instagram at The Cigar Pulpit. Additionally, Jeff has his own Instagram account that at some point he's going to log in and actually do stuff with. I did log in. I liked a few pictures of people. There you go. Called Naked Gator, N-E-K-K-I-D Gator. I did not make the name. But it's appropriate for you. It really is. And then we're on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and you can always email us at nick at cigarpulpit.com. Over the holiday, I plan on working on the website to where hopefully I'll have that up and running by January 1. Populate that sucker. Plus, people can reach out and get our newsletter that's forthcoming. Yes, that will be available on the website. However, if you want to sign up for the newsletter now, you can go over to our Facebook page, and there's a post pinned to the top of it with a MailChimp link. You can go on there, sign up, and be ready for when we finally launch that guy. There you go. So I'm going to dig into my present now. Dig into your present. Now, I got this for Jeff because he's always talked about this. And I've always really poo-pooed it. But I went ahead and figured, you know what? It's Christmas, and this is the time that we give what others want. Ooh. Oh. Oh, Nick got some Dungeons & Dragons starter set. Jeff oh, my God. has been... 
for years. I've been jonesing to play Dungeons and Dragons again. For I haven't played for, for 30 years. For years, you have been talking with me about, I want to play Dungeons and Dragons. The and Essentials I'm like, oh, Kit. God, I don't want to do that. Oh, but we're doing this now. This is going to be a thing. Thank you, Nicholas. This was very, very nice. But I saw those at Target, oh. and basically it's... it's let me get the bags say, out me, of the way me, here. Let me... Okay, there we go. God damn it. Put those away. Anyway, so yeah, so there you go, bud. Now well, you can get your nerd on with your D&D. I am so excited. We're we're going to have role play night. <sighs> and not in the way everyone's thinking I just made oh, that. Oh, God. <laughs> anyway. But I believe that has adventures for... Oh, so excited! You know, so it's like it's it, it takes a lot of the work. Are out you going to be the dungeon master? Because I, I don't know how to do that. I don't want to. I, 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 I see. That was why this is the hesitation I had with giving you knew you this, this was a gift for you essentially. No, what I no, this is not a gift for me. <laughs> I, I, you're going to play it though, aren't you? Yes, because oh. that's the thing. This is what I was about to say: is that I knew this was going to be the gift that was going to bite me in the ass. Because, it is because as soon as I gave it to you, you're going to be like. Well, you're going to play with me, right? And it's going to be like, ah, oh, shit, now i got to play. I always like it when <laughs> Nick plays with me. What in the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> God. This is going to be so much fun. I'm so excited. You uh, know, our, our friend Ange is going to win in on this. It's going to be Jess, our friend Jessica Holder, who is an avid listener to you know the podcast, what I think we is going to win in on Here's this Here's what well. I think we ought to do. What's that? I think we ought to take those. Yeah. Get the group together. Oh, God. Mic up. Go over to the hill one day, like right oh. when they open. Sit out in the little outside yep. area there because they got the table. Oh. And we can play out there and smoke. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. We should mic up for it. We could do it live on the air. Oh, God. That could be a show. I do have four microphones. See? Do I have four? You have you have four. I did buy another one. I have four microphones. You have at least three headsets and one extra mic. No, nah, I've got. I've, I think I bought a fourth. I think oh, I bought a fourth and final headset. This is going to happen, folks. Uh, one of the episodes after the beginning of the year is going to be just us playing Dungeons and Dragons and smoking sticks. Oh God, this is going to be great. Oh Lord, oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> well, this was very nice. Merry well, Christmas go, to me. Merry Christmas. I haven't bud. bought you a gift yet. Dude. I gave you a birthday gift like two weeks late. Yeah? Yeah. So does that mean I should expect my Christmas gift? Like Sometime in sometime February. In yes. February. Yeah. Okay. Sometime in February. Okay. Well, here's the thing. I don't want to just buy you something because, let's be honest, anything you need, you've already gotten. That's true. So, you know, that was the thing. When, when I found that cigar poster, I thought, this is something Nick doesn't have, and I don't think you'd seen it. Had you ever seen it pop up anywhere? No, I hadn't Okay. Seen it. So, you know, that was... And I, I can't remember the website that was off of. Uh, we talked about it in an earlier podcast. Yeah, I don't but remember. But that's a cool poster. It is. It's a really neat poster, and it'll be some nice art on Nick's wall at his office. So this was very nice of you, buddy. I appreciate it. Well, no problem, dude. Aw. We're hugging later. Oh, God. <laughs> well, folks, seriously, to, to all the folks listening in the audience, happy Hanukkah, happy Kwanzaa, Merry <laughs> Christmas, you know. It just I, I go enjoy time with your families, and if not, find a cigar store and go enjoy time with your buddies. And I'll say this. If you are sitting around this Christmas season and having a cigar with your family outside, because I know if it's going to be anything like the temperatures here, 
uh, on we're Christmas Day. We're looking at Day. 60 degrees, We're looking man. at 60 degrees on Christmas Day. So if it's going to be that warm wherever you're at in the country, light up a stick outside and tell them, hey, you know, I've been listening to this one podcast with these two jackasses <laughs> who, you know, blah, blah, blah. And just, just share the love of the cigar pulpit for we, Christmas. We would, appreciate we would really appreciate that. That would be your gift back to us. Yes. Share the love. Share the love. It happened over Thanksgiving. It did. We it had, really we have did. Evidence. Yeah, we we have a a very noticeable bump in listenership from Thanksgiving, even carrying through to now. So, please do us a favor, share the love of the cigar pulpit over the Christmas holiday, and uh, help us spread the good word of the stick. And come back for 2020. Although we're going to be back before 2020, we will have one more show. No, no, we'll have two. We'll, we'll have, have Friday more. and we'll have Tuesday. I'm saying, yep. we'll, we'll we're still Friday and Tuesday. We got two more shows before twenty. Oh, we're not we're not phoning in the holidays here, folks. No, oh no. no, it's our no. time to shine. My newspaper. Oh yeah, yeah. I was gonna say. You know, it's but funny. Not the podcast. It's funny you mentioned that. <laughs> we actually got our newspaper assembled on Friday, and everything was good. And then all hell broke loose over the weekend, and we've had to just shred the paper, tear it apart, and remake it. I'm really hoping that doesn't happen for me. Yeah. Well, you're going to press tomorrow. I am. So you don't have much time for that. Nope. Nope. Yeah. Nope. But nonetheless. Nonetheless. Folks, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. This has been another sermon from the Cigar Pulpit. Our Christmas sermon. Yes. This is where I need to pump in like Linus talking about the real meaning of Christmas. You do. I think I'd get a season. Does he mention cigars? Letter. No. Charles Schultz isn't going to say anything. No, but whoever the hell owns peanuts nowadays, well, yeah, his his uh, family trust yeah, is going to come after the us fourth. Hard. The fourth wise man showed up later. He was running behind, but he showed up with some premium cigars, box of Perdomos. Yeah, yeah. Oh, see, see, love it. Yes, <laughs> he he was see, running what, behind. That's why you never hear about Joseph after the birth story. Well, he was handing out Perdomos. He went to the lounge. Oh my god. <laughs> And this is why, and this is why we go to hell, yeah. right there. <laughs> There's a lot of reasons. <laughs> anyway, folks, this has been another sermon from the Cigar Pulpit. I'm Nick. That's Gator. Merry Christmas, and stay smoky. <laughs>